Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Stronger. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. I'm said dipshit. With me, with me as always is uh, Queen Amanda. Hello. Uh, excuse me for saying whiz me. Whiz me. With me, <laughs> as always. Um, and uh, first off, thanks, folks, for the support and telling everybody about the show. Uh, the, uh, the Patreon, the Patreon, the Patty is getting uh, uh, refurbished. In fact, it might be up now. Yeah, my, yeah it probably is now. Okay. It's, you know, we're we're in L.A. It needed a facelift. Yes, And, you know, did. like some tightening. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, it's two tiers now. It's uh, one for $5 and one for $7.99, the cheeseburger version. Uh, and those will, um, you know, uh, help us keep the show rolling, make us uh, uh, get it out faster, yes! harder, stronger. <laughs> Awesome, you found it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Sorry about that. Dave, I just saw it and I knew if I didn't say something, something we right away. For. Yes. All right, sorry, man. It's a tripod that we've been looking for. <laughs> I gave away what it was. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the, it'll be two tiers. That's it. Five bucks and seven ninety nine. Uh, those of you who are already supporting, you're still supporting, and I appreciate that, but just FYI. And uh, uh, without further ado, I'll introduce our first guest uh, and only guest first. <laughs> Uh, uh, an, an old friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, a drinking buddy, a compatriot, uh, a fellow uh, comedy fellow, uh, Dave Holmes. Is Hi, here. how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for coming over to the house. Uh, now, who's the musical guest tonight? Uh, the, <laughs> the musical guest, uh, um, as always, is a, a variety show uh, of of medleyists. So oh. several musicians will get together, all playing different medleys. It's it's funny that you ask who the musical guest is, uh, because I of course first learned of you from a musical television channel. True. That was uh, called musical television. Yeah, it was called musical <laughs> television. And it was uh, musical it was, TV. <laughs> Man, do you? I wish I could have. I wish I could say that as a young boy when I used to like do you have cable like go to people's houses oh, and just God, watch yeah. we all did that oh yeah people everybody our age and would watch, just watch MTV and want to watch nothing else but I wish I would have been funny enough to be on the playground and be like do you guys watch musical television oh what you were talking about MTV <laughs> no it's it's called musical television musical television it would drive you would get <laughs> It would drive kids insane. When did you get cable? Uh, my, I never, growing up. Really? We didn't have it. Uh, oh, my, my parents got cable, I think, when I was in college. Uh-huh. I don't think we ever just, it was just like a waste of money to them. And I, But I would just watch it at friends' houses. And then um, as, uh, or maybe, did we get it when I was in high school? I forget. But it didn't have the the... The importance of MTV sure. when I was a, a you missed young, the formative years. a young child. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, and, and that would have been, that was me. I yes. was I am literally that target, a hundred percent. From what years? So when you were on, <laughs> really? So oh. I voted for you oh, on the Amanda. internet. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. In '98, mm-hmm. when I was eleven. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank <I> was, you. <laughs> I was thank two you years for, out of college. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I was fully an adult human being by then. That's so. That is what is so I strange just... about being our age. Yes, is that there are like people will say things like the the kids uh, at Esquire who are like in their late twenties. Um, 
like it, Dave, the, Dave the writes Lion, for Esquire. Yeah, just the, the okay. Lion King is was just never not a part of that part of oh, their life. Of course, you know course. what I mean. I was an adult with a with my own apartment and bills in my name when that movie came out. But that's just mm-hmm. a thing that has existed there entire life it's like it's it's fused to their dna yes oh you know? completely um that's uh that is completely weird but thank you for doing the dial-up uh, internet connection and voting. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Do appreciate yeah it. so it's actually it's actually really funny because i was because th- i was messaging that to matt today i'm like matt my inner like youth is excited for this mm-hmm. um but it was really you interesting still a youth by the way i mean you're because <laughs> i was adult, like you are, <laughs> you are you are still fully young yeah embrace it <laughs> i do okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, trust. Good. I, i'm on it good, good. um but i uh it was really interesting because i was thinking about i was thinking about why did i vote for you today uh-huh. right like you know i'm breaking it down and then i'm like reflecting on who i am now and i just thought dynamically you were a better interviewer Thank and i you? just felt that yeah like even that young I was just like you were asking more the questions I was thinking because who was it from like the Wu-Tang Clan that they like surprised you all with that, that you had to later. interview that was later oh, that yeah. was that was Wannabe VJ3 that right that right that's right that, and it was Method Man that's right and I'll never forget this because they they spoofed it on Saturday Night Live that weekend or uh-huh. the next weekend yeah and John Goodman played me which is insane and uh, <laughs> and I think it was Tracy Morgan as Method Man <laughs> And uh, and then uh, oh, and Molly Shannon is Gwen Stefani, who wasn't there. They just added uh-huh. a beat to it. But yeah, that was that was two years later. That was the Ray Munns year. So uh, yeah. so yeah, and I just remember being like, oh, and now here I am in podcasting. Yeah, and now here I am, like really in- interested in like proper. I don't know about like interview dynamics, but like what we're doing now, right? Yeah. Like how like I yeah. even had a fascination and like a distinction of that as an eleven year old. Oh, that's you know, great. so much where that was like what I acted on, and then. Um, yeah. And then what else was interesting was I listened to your podcast episode with Willem. Oh, we yeah. had Willem. And uh-huh. at one point in time, and it just kind of like reiterated to me like why I, like you had appealed to me essentially. And I, I like, if this is too much, let me know. I'm sorry. No, but it's not enough. Willem had talked about, never be enough. had talked about somebody imitating him and he was imitating that person doing his own imitation. Yeah. And you were, and, he, and, and. It was like, oh my God, somebody said, oh, that's so meta. And you're like, that's double meta. Like, yeah. and you said it so casually and then, like, kept the conversation going. And I'm like, just that, like, quickness of that realization of this dynamic is, like, why you were so appealing to oh, me. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. It really Thanks. is true. Because I remember seeing you uh, when I was a waiter in Chicago and, uh, <laughs> and the whole, uh, you know, TRL uh, live thing was happening and stuff. And I was like, well, like, this is, this is not exactly, this isn't my jam, but it's like, I identify with that guy. Because he's very much, you know, the, the term every man gets thrown around. Uh-huh. But it's like, in a sense, you really are because of your amount of perspective. Because oh, of, because of, I feel like all of us, the, the, the big misconception of comedians and performers is we're terrible people. I don't, that's not true. Necessarily. <laughs> Many of us are, of course. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, no more so than almost any other profession, I think. I think that the thing is, we have... Um, we're very in touch with our terror. We're very in touch with our um, our anxiety. We're very in touch with, you know, uh, uh, the 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 pain of being alive. And it's kind of like it, everyone has that, but not everybody is in, is in touch with it as we are. And I and I felt like you always gave off the thing of like, well, we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though you were rolling with it. Yeah. And that's what every interview is, I feel right. like, you, in what, no matter the discussion. And, you know, you're very insightful. You're very quick-witted and um, yeah. a handsome man with oh, a full God. head of hair. Guys. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things where I never saw myself 
uh, doing a podcast for a long, long time. Like, you know, Dwyer, Matt Dwyer and I had uh-huh. one b- before almost anyone back in 2009. We didn't know what the fuck it was, but it was that thing where it's like, what, how long does it, until this ends? You know, like a right. TV show or something. Right. But it's like, because I didn't, I was like, oh, that's not really my thing. I'm a comedian, I'm an actor, but it's just like, it's fun now to kind of jump into any kind of, any kind of pot that I find uh, interesting. You yeah. know, whereas yeah. watching you, I was like, okay, that's not what I want to do, but boy, he's good at it. Thanks. You know, mm, uh, you but know, now it's just like, pay whatever fits in right. a sense, which is Yeah, cool. you know, I was really lucky for a lot of reasons, but um, two big ones. One was that the people who worked at MTV were like me mm. in that, like, we were all pop culture obsessed. We were all sort yeah. of, you know, these sort of schlubby guys who just wanted to make good TV. Mm-hmm. And so when I turned up there, I think a, a lot of the, like, producers saw... Uh, themselves in me, which was good. Yes. So when I didn't win, they were like, we got to do something with this guy. But then also, the other thing that was great was that at MTV at the time, the ratings were either so good that we got cocky or so low that it was like, well, nobody's watching, so who cares? <laughs> and that because it's cable, that margin was very thin. So like, uh. you know, fortunes were up and down. But either way, like either, if they were very good or if they were very bad, the result was the same, which was like, let's just try some shit. Yeah. So they would just block out like four hours on a Saturday just to like try out an idea and see if it worked. Wow. Cool. Which... You know, other people who had a background in in television or in radio and knew what their brand was and like were thinking long term about their career would be like, that's not for me or I don't want to put myself in that situation where I was just like, well, I'm here and I'll do anything. Ugh. So, yeah. yes, let's oh, go love, and let's oh, I play. Love I love that. And it was yeah. great. It was really, it really, it was everything that was terrifying about improv, uh, but just like you couldn't stay on the back line. Like you just had to do it. I love that. And it, I'm, I'm very lucky to have had that. And podcasting is kind of that now mm-hmm. everyone's trying out their own ideas it's on a much smaller scale we yeah. don't have viacom behind us <laughs> yes. but we can we can take our ideas and we can kind of you know see if there's anything there yeah and i i think it all it takes is you have to have a you know a dynamite idea like ours uh, or uh you know but but it's got to have obviously what the what the the kids these days they call content uh-huh. uh but it's um so it has to have things it's, it's <laughs> okay i i know uh a, a, a young comedian told me he has one of his, he has a buddy that has content tattooed on his arm. Oh no! The word. Oh gosh! Yeah. Well, are, are you sure it's not content? You know, as a, <laughs> I'm happy. That's a good one. That's a, it only, might be. Uh, he's gonna. He's gonna. Once he turns thirty, he's gonna start saying it's. I'm content. I'm. Yeah. I'm satisfied. Okay. Um, that's <laughs> fuck. Nice. Well, but yeah. You, gotta, you see? got a fastball. See, home. there we go. Fastball. That's, that's what I mean. Uh, but it's. Uh, it, 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 I. I feel like. Um, there are so many uh, podcasts where people are like, I guess I should have one. And you're sure. seeing over the past couple of years, people that are very famous, like, I do a podcast now. And I don't really listen to a lot of them mm-hmm. because I'm afraid to. I'm almost just like, uh, uh, it's just like you haven't really battle tested yourself. Mm-hmm. I kind of, the the worst example of that, was there's, there's a comedy club owner once who would want you, he would like, I'm going to interview you on, for my YouTube channel to promote the shows. And you're like, great. And he'd set up a little camera or a little, mm-hmm. you know, his phone or something and facing up me and him just in the lobby of this hotel I'm staying in. And he'd be like, so you're a comedian. <gasps> yes. And he was so like nice guy, but so dense in terms of 
what it meant to like he all he saw was like I mean that that video has like you know a billion views and I'm like yeah Gangnam Style sure I mean it's got the budget of a major motion picture uh-huh. and it just it's it just it hit this cultural zeitgeist do you really think you put anything up there it has a shot like no what yeah. and this this removal yeah and I feel like there's a huge removal now uh, where a lot of people just not to that level but they're not really getting that. You know, it, it it can't just be anybody talking, right? Kind of thing. And I'm not, I'm not, it, I'm, not I'm not dumping on famous people doing podcasts. No. Hey, anyone can. It's a wide, wide world. But <laughs> yeah, I f- I think a lot of people's ideas are like, it'll be like things that already exist, but it'll be me doing it, <laughs> and that's oh, the yeah. full idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my whole thing is it's the new podcasting is the new. Uh, my best friend and I are. So funny. Oh, we're boy. really funny. And like, we yeah. should have a reality show. So we're going to start with a podcast. Uh-huh. Yep. That's like what I feel like, like everybody is mm-hmm. kind of jumping on right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's a lot of it. And there's a lot. Of I, it. I do. I'm very spoiled because uh, Amanda's funny. You're funny. Most of the people we know are very funny. Right. And sometimes I'll listen to an interview with a musician or something. And I'll right. be like, well, what's the point of this? Yeah. What are we like? Not that I have to laugh all the time, but this guy is just kind of grumbly. He plays lovely songs. Why are we talking to this guy? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like it's just, but that's just me being a uh, shithead. So, so, my, so actually my argument to that is I don't mind listening to interviews and stuff of musicians, but I don't want the person... And I'm not blanketing all musicians. I don't think you are. So, anyway, yes, on, let me on. clarify. Sorry, sorry. I don't think you are. I'm, no, I'm just going kind of counter because I don't necessarily cool. fully agree with you, I think, right on, on this. Where I'm down to hear like the mundane, brooding musician, but the person interviewing them can't ask questions that like I figured out within listening to the first... 30 seconds That's of his exactly song. That's exactly what it is. I want, like, give me, give me, like, you picked this song apart, you found some kind of entendre or whatever, and now you're asking where that came from. Like, mm-hmm. I was at, I was at an, I was at a thing recently, there's this artist from Africa called World, and I went to his CD release, and the guy who, who is interviewing him boasts himself as this, you know, cultural curator, blah, 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 like buzzwords, and I just... I, at one point in time, there's a song about candy, right? And he's like, oh, so you like candy. Ah, what kind of candy do you like? And then they start rolling about gummy bears. And I was like, hey, I don't want to get into like this man's sexual life because that's clearly what this is about, right? Uh-huh. But now we're talking about gummy bears because you guys think it's funny. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he has... He has this whole theme throughout the album that I noticed of like butterflies. Like, what's that? Mm. Right? What's that? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Is that a specific lover? Is that like a hometown reference? Is that like the moment you realized you had like a voice that could travel the world? Like, why are we talking about like gummy bears? It's lazy that interviewing. That drives me That's what lazy it comes, interviewing. That's what it comes out. You've done no research. You're just sitting there. You're like, I can fucking fire from the hip. Oh. And I feel like some people can do that. You can do that very well, Dave. But no, like, not always. Some, but but so. it's, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, I've said this in the show, but the, the, the times I've done morning radio and they're like well you know him from his famous impressions on mad tv and i'm like nope i was one of two white males we had a lot of pop culture uh ground to cover yeah i don't do impressions and they show me the wikipedia thing that's boom it, we're working on that <laughs> yeah we uh, are. Uh, but it was i'm like yeah man no and the, and the guy who's the assistant to the guy is like but it says here and i'm like i, I don't care yeah i'm not what... doing any of it you know you can be frustrated but all you did was put my name into google and that's all you did. Uh-huh. So you deal with that. 
Because I'm going to shoot from the hip. I'm going to have fun with this guy and joke around and, and, and be funny, hopefully. But, like, no. You know, we, you, you're, 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 your end is not held up. Yeah. And also, that's okay. if you can't make an interesting conversation happen without... I mean, it's great to have the research and it's great to have good questions and stuff. But if you can't make good conversation, yeah. entertaining conversation, right. what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing? Why do you think that you should be talking yeah. into a microphone? Okay, because fair. Because you could make gummy bears funny. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's it's, just not what yeah. was happening. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. like cherry, lime. I'm like, are we you're listing, listing flavor? Flavors? Yeah. Boring. <laughs> you're just saying words. Boring. You're just saying flavor words. Yeah. I mean, everybody probably at this point has a story of a friend who's eaten too many weed gummies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you Because you, you forget they're wheat, they're gummies. You're just right. popping them, popping them, popping them, and all of a sudden oh, you're in man, space. Oh, man, I was that person. Oh, I am oh, man. absolutely terrified of edibles for that reason. I've never had a single one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've maybe oh, had yeah. like one weed mint. Mm, that, okay. that would, yeah, and then that's I like, panicked that's for like the rest the of the way. day nothing happened. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I, I preemptively I'll, I'll, had. A I had attack. one gummy. I wouldn't even eat two gummies. I'm mean, oh. too much of a coward. But I was just like, all right, yeah, I'm a little settled. Mm-hmm. That's all. It's fine. <laughs> sure. I know not to eat uh, more. I had a br- I had a um, like a little muffin brownie thing. You know, like it was tiny. It was like a single bite. And I'm like, they're like, oh, it's one bite. Just do it. It's cool. But what I didn't register because we didn't know what we were doing. Like they made this in college. Yeah. Is they just took the nuggets of like the flour. Like they just took weed and just broke it down into like the nuggets and just threw the nuggets in the bag and cooked it. What? So like I ate like a whole like nug oh of weed for like my first edible. But you just oh ate it. Oh my God. And I was like, so my friend, like my guy friend at the time that I was with, I was all like, look, this isn't like anything sexual or anything, but like tonight I need you to sleep and like hold me because I will float away. And I was like panicking yeah, that man. I was like going to float. And so like literally he like held me yeah. <laughs> because I was like, oh my God, thank God. Otherwise I'm going to float. I'm going to mm-hmm. float away. I'm floating. Yeah. Oh wow. My, See, this is why. This my friend right. Robin in college, she'd taken a lot of acid in her time. And yeah. I was like, what if you ate a whole sheet? And she's like, you would think you were an orange and you'd be afraid someone was going to peel you. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, la- last thing I'll say before we get to the yeah. advice finally, but oh. um, uh, since the edible thing, I just I was in I was in Telluride, the Telluride Comedy Festival. Uh, shout out to uh, Jason Manzoukas, Nick Kroll, Brian Husky, Jeb, the whole group. Uh, I had a lot of fun, but they told me, and it's in this opera house that's very small. It's like a kind of a redundantly named, you know, it's not an opera, pal, mm-hmm. but it's like an old West kind of. It's like the theater from the t- from the movie Tombstone, uh-huh. where they're like, <laughs> it's like an opry. Yes, an okay. opry house, perhaps. Uh, not grand, I, I but bla- old. I went Blazing Saddles. <laughs> and, okay, yeah, same kind. Still, t- Love that's it. still too big. Oh, really? Yeah, it's still Damn. too big. Okay, but anyway, uh, this guy, I guess, last year, and they. Because there's like weed stores every you know two doors down. Oh, it's all it's, over it's, the place in Telluride. Yeah, and and some guy had never eaten weed and had not smoked a lot, and he just decided to eat an entire brownie. Oh, and he why do people do this? He was like, like <laughs> middle of the show, like I have to leave, and he didn't get up. He started climbing over everyone's heads, over their seats, <laughs> toward the stage. So the performers <laughs> are like, hey, oh. What's going on? And they're all <laughs> improvisers. They're kind of like, and they had to grab him and take him to the lobby. And then he eventually was arrested because he wouldn't God, calm man. down. Fuck. Like they had to take him to jail. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, you know, his friends and family are like, just breathe. They're going to take you to jail. Yeah. And he's like, you're all lizards. Uh, oh, what? Yeah. Honestly, uh, generously, let's put 2015 as the year after which don't do that. No. Like, yeah. Have you oh, ever yeah. had a conversation oh, yeah. with a person? Because that will come up. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you talk yeah. to anyone for 20 minutes or more, somehow it'll come up that they or someone they know ate a whole thing mm-hmm. and went bananas. Or if you've seen a stand-up routine <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like that, we should all know about that now. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's every comic has said a bit about like it's not. Uh, uh, like Rogan had one about it. it's. It's not like Tylenol, where you see how much yeah. you know uh, it has in it. Right. There's nothing this now. Is, there is now, now we there can look is. On yeah, the box but at the time, the yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is why, hence the point of like at post 2015, yes, like uh-huh. everyone should know should better know. how to consume this. Everyone should know. Everyone should know. I just went and bought. I'm not the biggest weed guy in the world, but I love going to the stores. There's yeah. just something so special about them. Mm-hmm. Right now, I love the beautiful people who work there. Mm. Yeah. It's just like there's a happy attitude in the air. Yeah. yeah. I they're bought. So educated. They're so overly educated. Yeah. <laughs> there's, um, there's not, you know, like the early days of the medicinal where there's like a guy holding a giant firearm at the doorway. Oh, that yeah. would make you feel like, good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first one in our neighborhood to go like just 21 and up. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Um, was the one that felt most like a methadone clinic. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Just like <laughs> like mint green walls and like uncomfortable chairs and everybody in, everybody in the waiting room looking like they they like needed to feed a habit. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. Rather than just like med men where you go in and it's like yeah. you know whatever. Yeah. So I bought um, and it t- it totally there. It's packaged like um, like a thing of scented candles, but like. Um, Different joints for different moods. Oh, yes. And it's like, and I may never yes. consume it, but I just, the, the act oh. of purchasing it gave me such joy. That's nice. And there's one for relaxation. There's yes. one for creativity. There's one for connection oh, and conversation. Candescence. Candescence yeah. is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> nice. Doesn't it feel oh, like you're buying gosh. like little it, yeah, tea yeah, candles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> and they have like the levels of yes. each joint next to it too. Uh-huh. Like, cause there's one... There's like cruise and connect and cruise. Uh, I wonder if their version of cruise is mine. Right. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why? Why that versus chill? What yeah. is? What does cruise have over like chilling have? Yeah. But there's one. There's one that's like they're like 900 level or whatever. That's like take this and go to the gym. And I'm like, yes. oh fuck. <laughs> like, yes. So yeah. So wow. there are numbers connected. What do the numbers <laughs> yeah. correspond to? I Anything? don't understand, just right? Like classification. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, then, and then like, so I do MMA. So I'm like sitting here being like, oh fuck, which class yeah. should I try this on? Because the guy is like, well, and by guys, I mean people from the studio come in high all the time. Even Rogan like says, you know, when you smoke and then you train, it's like another experience. Mm-hmm. So like, I somebody bought me one of those kits, and so I'm like, oh fuck, I can't wait. Like, am I gonna use this in jujitsu? Am I gonna use this in boxing? Uh-huh. Am I gonna use this on like a bag day? I'm like really. Excited. Sorry, that's great. I'm like really excited. That's awesome. That is exciting. Yeah, uh, that's exciting. I, I'm thinking I'm about that because I did I did yoga today and I'm like I'm really glad I wasn't high. At yoga. Oh, because like I might because it, well because it's just like I'm just fucking lanky and spindly and like I I have to do yoga like by a wall if we're doing like one legged shit so uh-huh. I can just have my hand to touch the wall you know because it's like I'm not just thinking of I, I'll fall down but it's like I can, I'll fall on someone if they're next to me and the, the class just kept getting. Full, 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 full. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, where you're just yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm in real yeah, proximity. Yeah, that makes sense. And it was lovely. The, the 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 very, very, like, good at yoga woman next to me was, like, helping me at points and mm-hmm. stuff. And very nice. But it's I'm sure if I was stoned, I would just keep going, like, oh, okay, shit, fuck, that muscle feels <laughs> weird. You know, like, uh-huh. where it's like, I don't, but I don't know. Maybe I would just feel in line with my psyche. Yeah, maybe you would, maybe like, just really be, like, like, just honoring your body. Sure. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to try this. I'm going to put this in the test, you guys. Yeah, you should, you should smoke, and we'll go to training together oh my god i couldn't that I couldn't. um 
So every week I quote unquote with a group of friends go to church, which uh-huh. is like this woman has converted this attic that has these white walls and you see the beams and there's moonlights and like there's sunlights or whatever and you smoke and do yoga. Oh cool. So wow. it's like 15 minutes prior to smoke and like be in the community and then you do an hour of like really easy. It's she calls it yindika. Sure. <laughs> Wow. And then you have 15 minutes to like collect yourself at the end. And like, I have, cool. yeah, that's, so I, awesome. that's, that's an opportunity. I, like I'm thinking about like hiring her to do like a private thing for my birthday. Like nice. that's how that's so that, but it, it can only be so many people when you have too many people. It definitely is hard because you, you know how you want to stretch or, you yeah. know, if you well, have, sure like, it's also like sleepaway camp. It's like a couple of people start giggling. Away. Everyone starts giggling. Oh, it's yeah. great. And you're just oh, like, it's come great. on. <laughs> oh, that's we're focusing on the third eye. We're third eye blind. Shut up, shut up oh, Jacob. Shit. Yeah. We're just throwing back in my childhood. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's roll the first one. Uh, okay. This is uh, Dave's first time on here. Uh, so so just Dave, we I, Amanda has heard these calls. Uh-huh. I have not. Uh-huh. I don't know what's coming. Okay. Uh, so you and me will listen together, and we will try to offer advice, uh, digging into the depths of our own uh, dipshittery. Perfect. And, and wisdom, if there's some. <laughs> Great. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Cisco. Some things your small business simply can't live without. Electricity, Wi-Fi, or the coffee maker. Coffee, after all, powers the people. Whereas a secure Wi-Fi network? It's what connects your small business to the things that power it. Suppliers, employees, and customers. We get that if your network isn't running, your business isn't either. Using Cisco designed for small business, the experts at CDW can orchestrate a flexible, secure network to keep your small business reliably connected. Coffee? Now yeah, that's on you. Find out more at cdw.com slash Cisco Small Business. Hey there, Matt. I'm Matt calling from Norway. Uh, hey. have a little bit of a problem. Uh, one and a half year ago, I took this job right after finishing my studies. Uh, and at the same time, I got a daughter, so it was pretty important for me to get some money in. Uh, the job is good. It's uh, I'm a journalist. It's, uh, it pays good. Uh, however, what I wanted to do with my journalism studies was to write in entertainment and write for shows and stuff, uh, which I uh, can't do now because I work in the power and energy business, which is fucking boring. <laughs> I'm so bored that I honestly snore my, yeah, my whole day away. Uh, the thing is, I'm going to quit the job at some point. Uh, however, my question is about the strategy of which I'm going to quit. Because I could choose just to quit today, and I would have uh, three months to find another job. Um, it's really hard to get a job at the moment. Um, and uh, I'm kind of scared of doing it because of my one-and-a-half-year-old daughter and stuff. She needs uh, she needs someone to take care of her. Uh, well, at least that I, that's what I think. <laughs> and, um, or I can um, or I can wait to the opportunity shows. But I honestly am not that psyched about the idea of just waiting, growing old, hmm. getting bored with a, a little bit of cash. And uh, anyway, like your show. Uh, have a good day. Ciao. <laughs> he really ended on a peppy note. He did. Yeah. He did. Uh, thanks for calling, dude. Um, 
I, I, I definitely think you should hold on to the job for now, especially because you want to be a writer. And it's, you basically just can uh, take chunks out of your day if you can and write. Uh, take the time you might use to watch your favorite TV show a couple times a week and block out an hour and a half. Block out an hour. Yeah. Block out a half an hour just to write some things down. And when you get them to the point you like them, submit them. Uh, submit them to uh, you know online um, publications, things like that. If you, you should have a script you're working on of of, of some kind, uh, I, I think the 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 silver lining of your boring as shit job is that you can write. You you want to write. Right. You're, you're not saying you want to dance. Uh, <laughs> Dave, what would you? You are writing, and you want to do more writing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say uh, a couple things. Yeah, definitely for now, hold on to the job. Um, if there is a um, writing for entertainment is sort of is vague. I'm not sure exactly yeah. what he wants that, to do. That is one thing. Side note that we get a lot of calls where they 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 don't get very specific. But it's hard to sure. It's hard to make the jump to ask for advice and then just specifically line down yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, so yes, but anyway. But let's say he's trying to be a, a Norwegian sitcom writer. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the job market is like in Norway. I don't know what TV is like in Norway. Right. Um, but I do it, know... Oh, sorry, he wants to do entertainment journalism. Entertainment journalism. Oh. So, oh. Yeah, and he has a daughter, which got is it. why he's nervous to just quit his job. Got yeah. it. Okay. Um, and I like how he said he got a daughter. So it's like a, That's it's like a punky funny. Brewster kind it of was very, It was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was um, very efficient and Norwegian the way yeah. you put that, as if the daughter showed up in the mail. Okay. Well, from so Ikea. Then, then it's a, a kind of a <laughs> lateral move. You right? know Norwegians and Swedes like do not like it. I know. You're the best. Sorry, as soon as I I'm said that, I, fo- I apologize, dude. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, different yeah, culture, so this, different country. This seems like a, uh, a lateral move then. You know, it seems like it's, you've got a year, let's say, to plot out a lateral move. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're still in the world of, of uh, creativity. You're still in the world of writing. But you got some time to use the internet and find entertainment journalists. You got time to write some fake articles yes. about something. You got time to review something that just happened. Mm-hmm. And if you're not happy with how you did it, then you can try it again and again. Um, yeah, you got, it. you got some time to, like, to, to, um, uh, to network. Yeah. I would say my advice for a lot of people is like when they're dissatisfied, you know, in LA, it's, it's hard to live. It's hard to kind of, you know, um, it's hard to make your dreams come true and keep your head above water and all that kind of thing. What I tell people frequently is act like this is your last year in LA. Act like this is the, the last mm-hmm. year that you're ever going to spend here. Nice. So everything that you've been meaning to do, do it. Because yeah. you're going home. You're going back to where you came from uh-huh. in 12 months' time. So do everything that you've always wanted to do and don't leave anything undone. And I promise you, at the end of that year, you'll be so much closer. Yeah. So just be like, say I'm going to leave my job in a year. But in that year, be absolutely ruthless about your networking. Yeah. And uh, and like make every move strategic. I'll go you one 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 more. Uh, I'm I'm reminded of the scene in Fight Club where they put that guy at gunpoint. They're like, I'm going to check back on you in a year, and if you yeah. have not chased your dreams of being a veterinarian, oh. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like basically, yeah. no, I don't want to say put the gun to your own head, but put the gun to your own head. Yeah. Uh, in terms of in terms of giving yourself that that deadline, definitely. Uh, Give yourself a, a good stretch. Give yourself treats. Take breaks when sure. needed. But uh, you give, know, yeah. in between, 
bust, 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 bust your ass. Yeah. Give yourself goals. Give yourself weekly goals. Yeah. Weekly that daily goals. if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just tell yourself that like, if you're not closer in it one year from today, then the person that you are is a, uh, is a uh, utilities journalist. Which is a fine thing to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I promise you, if you just go all out for a year, you'll be so much closer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's and, and, and one of the biggest things, I've been working on this writing project for, for the longest, and, and the thing that makes me uh, keep going back to it is just remembering, oh, oh, I forgot that writing is fun. Right. Because, because writing is a drudgery. Writing is, is a pain in the ass. Uh, Dave, you have a, a lovely book you wrote. Thank you. Uh, but, ca- but yeah, called each- Party of One. But you, you know, I'm sure when you got that deadline, you're just like, "Fuck, I don't want to write today." Oh, but still. It's, but it's kind of it's it's that thing that once you get into it and you start finding the fun things in it, uh-huh. then it's it's pretty goddamn fun. It's so much and, fun. And and don't take that away from yourself. And you need to do that to keep your head above water in terms mm-hmm. of being creative. You need to keep reminding yourself that it that it is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you 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 at least you I start, do. So, yeah. yeah, you start ro- you you begin rolling the boulder up the hill from the bottom Precipice. every time. Yes. Yeah, every time. So just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. No, and know that you will you'll turn the corner. I've mixed my metaphors. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, remember when Sisyphus turned the corner and didn't yeah. have to roll the boulder up there anymore? Yeah. It was uh, like an Escher. Sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> the never-ending boulder of, up the stairs. Uh, I, I, we had Joe Coy on the show and, and a guy called in saying like, should I give up my dreams to help my kid? And it was, and he was like, no, no, you should definitely provide for your kid, but you should set an example of you chasing your dreams. So your kid chases theirs Yeah, because we have too many stories of, uh, my dad gave everything so I could be. Uh, a singer or whatever mm-hmm. where you have so much pressure on yourself because your dad never had a happy moment his whole life and, and died of a stress-related heart attack at mm-hmm. 50. You know, like, we have too many of those fucking stories and I'm tired of them. And I think we need have more people. That's right. I think this guy should should definitely uh, chase your dream, but you got to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope that helps you, buddy. One year. Hey, man, it's Greg from Nevada. I called a little bit before, but uh, just checking in. Uh, no, that's terrible. I should start. Okay, so it's Greg from Navala. Um, I have a hard situation. Um, been with my wife. She's a wonderful person, amazing. Uh, we met very young, and now we're, you know, in our 30s, and it's just, getting difficult and uh, it's hard man like I want to make her happy and uh, she wants a life that's more at home and staying cool and just hanging out and I want more adventure and um Just looking for some advice, I guess, just to have difficult conversations because we never had. Um, so just trying to figure out, like, how do you broach hard conversations and just, you know, talk to your partner about That's a good question. what you want from your life, what they want when you know it's not clicking. And that, you know, you care about them at the same time. You don't want things to go south. Um, 
just trying to figure it all out. So, uh, big fan, and just hoping to hear back from you. Thanks. Aww. I yeah. like that guy. Me too. Greg. That's 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 tough. Uh, and thanks for the the kind words, Greg. Um, but what you have to understand is what you're going through is perfectly natural and very, very, very normal. Yeah. I, I like so many different things than my wife and vice versa. And uh, I, I've always had that feeling of like, just, we all have that. Just ignore it. It'll go away. And it's amazing that you're bucking that, that you're not just choosing to live and swallow and swallow it down and push it to the bottom of your belly and just hope it changes. Um, but uh, how would you suggest broaching the I, subject? Well, if- I mean, I, I would I would say you have to get over the fear of it, and the fear of it is based on the idea that the relationship is like unexamined, yeah, or untested, mm-hmm. or that the the tiniest little bit of conflict or um, or like analysis will make the whole thing fall apart. It's not Jenga. like a house of cards, yeah, and. It's not. I mean, if you've been together, if you're in your 30s and you've been together since you were young, there's something there. There is something binding you together. And what is really cool is that when you do start asking these questions and you do start analyzing the relationship a little bit, you end up happier. You do. Like, it's hard at first. And it's like, and you feel like you're saying something really basic and maybe you're saying it 15 years too late. But it will illuminate something, and maybe uh, you will hear something back that you didn't expect, and it might hurt you a little bit. But then you know each other better, and you can yeah. make choices from there. I mm-hmm. promise you, like, if you've been together this long, you, the, y- y- your relationship is based in love and mutual respect and care. Yeah. And you're going to be fine. And in fact, the things that you think are big are not that big. No. Like, you want to go, you know, you want to go to Thailand and, you know, like, climb up, there, are there mountains in Thailand? Yeah. Climb a mountain yeah, in Thailand? Like, yeah, go to, like, the ruins and the jungles. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I bet you can do that. Yeah. And, like, she may want to join you. Maybe she doesn't. You yeah. don't have to go together. I'm sure you have a friend who wants to adventure with you that she won't feel threatened by. Yeah. You know, uh, that you can go with. And, oh, or, or, you know, like, my wife travels all the time. I travel all the time. I miss her to death. But it's also very healthy to have yeah. time apart doing other shit. In fact, I am the guy who she's always like, why don't you have a guy's night? Get out of here. You know, yeah. she has girls nights and shit where it's just like, I'm just like, yeah, hey, oh, okay. You know, not that I don't <laughs> think of that shit, but it's just, it's like you, you have to get that stuff. You, you have to, yeah. it, you know, I was, we always talk, joke about muscle memory on the, or muscle confusion on the show. Where it's kind of just like you got to switch things up, yeah. So you grow, yeah. And that's that's true for your body, but it's also true for you emotionally and and mentally. And um, you, Dave Holmes, you know it's a pretty song. What is a pretty song? Do you love me from Fiddler on the Roof? Because Tevia is saying to his wife, uh-huh. "Hey, oh, you know I I never asked you this, <laughs> but do you love me?" And they got married so young, they got arranged marriage, right? And she's just like, "Fuck, what does that matter?" And he's like, "I just want to hear it." And it's so sweet. Yeah. But it's just like, I think you can have that Tevya moment, dude, where you're like, hey, do you, you still feel this way? Because I still feel this way, but can we talk about stuff? And, mm-hmm. it's, and you can rediscover each other. Mm-hmm. I think this will give you like a new lease on life yeah. and a new lease on a relationship where you're scared as shit, but you're scared as shit uh, uh, based on fear of the future. We say this a lot on the show that like your, what you think will happen is way worse than what will happen. Right. It's it's uh, your the anticipation is always more brutal than what really really 
you know, uh, uh, occurs or how you feel when it occurs and stuff. And, and what happens at the other side of it is better self-knowledge, yes. better knowledge of your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst thing that can happen is you might analyze it to the point where you're like, maybe we don't belong together. And if you don't, then you're ending it on a place of mutual respect. And you, di- you didn't not explore. Yeah. You, you didn't walk away and, you know. You know, you know what's a, a terrible song about that? Lay it on me. Do you like pina coladas? Oh. Because... <laughs> I mean, I, I need was tired a of my lady. on that song. The first lyric always makes me Yeah, laugh. got tired of my lady. And they both took out one ads and they, Yeah, people. and they both fucking take out in the personals. And let me tell you something. I was alive in the 1970s. If you were putting out a personal ad, you were desperate. desperate. It's not like it is now. Like, everybody's on Tinder now. Sure, exactly. Back then, it was like you had to pay 25 bucks uh-huh. and, like, write no it all photo. out. Yes. No photo. And, like... I'm not into yoga. I have half a brain. Oh, Lord. It's just shitting on other cultures. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's um, a catchy little tune. But I'm, I'm good on it. It's, I think it, I've hit it's my all quota fucked. for it's a all lifetime. Fucked up. Whoever sings past the second line. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah caught, you, caught in the rain, over. Yeah. 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 And also, Stella got her groove th- back. This, you know, uh, Greg is not tired of his lady. No, you know, no, he's he not clearly like still loves her. It's yeah. very obvious. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she's tired of him. I think it's just they just want different things, but they pro- they probably still want each other. That's all that matters, you know. Yeah, exciting I, things are in store. I think this yeah. could be really exciting. I, I think, think that great. was a great point to this. Was, it's I great. think this is actually because he sounds. I mean, he's very obviously quite down on this, yeah. but like I think it's actually such an awesome opportunity. But they're thirty. True. They're still young. Yeah, they're still I mean, super young. So, so travel. BDSM. There's places this can go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, you can shady hang glide, get your nut stomp. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff, Greg. Yeah. CBT C- in it. You might never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. And you should have a boys' night, and it should be here because I'm I, I keep seeing these Kara uh, Instagram lives or Instagram stories. Oh yeah. of, uh, of people doing karaoke, and yeah, I'm just you know, I'm ready to throw that it was, that down. Was ladies' night that I, in this she, living room again with that uh, uh, mm. joy mode, oh. which sounds like a sex club. <laughs> but they drop off. They can drop off karaoke machines uh-huh. and fucking giant uh, Jenga and shit, and then they pick it up the next day. Love it. Uh, so yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a guy's night. Great. All right. Last question. I was watching some clips of uh, Joe Rogan's podcast on YouTube, and there was some dipshit on there. <laughs> And he had this majestic beard. I mean, it was beautiful. Had a little tuft of gray right under his mouth. Oh, I loved it. And I was jealous because I, too, have a beard. But my beard's red, Hmm. like bright red. And my hair is brown. So this is always weird for me. And I'm just wondering, I'm sick of my red beard. Would a dipshit like you suggest to me a color I could dye my beard other than red? Because at this point, it's been different for so long. It might as well be something crazy. So, uh... Please get on back to me. I miss you. Good night. 
Okay. So, so right out of the gate, he was talking about someone with a majestic beard on the Joe Rogan pie. Was he talking about you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and guess right. he was. Um, that is majestic beard. It is a, it is a good looking beard. Thanks, buddy. It's coming in nice. Beautiful. It's Kara, salt and pepper. Kara has advised me to keep it for a little while. She's like, oh. keep it, just keep it for like a year or so or something. Because it's, like, it's like, all right, oh, she I'll try it. it. I, yeah. And like, I need to trim it up more. But like, yeah, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going. Good. I even, I was like, thought it would, it, it would, uh, you know, hurt me with auditions and stuff, but it's kind of like, I still look my pretty much same age. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. And you know, you, you know if you got to lose it, you lose it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I will not stand for uh, anti-ginger propaganda. Yeah. I won't. I, I, we are so weirdly, mm-hmm. there's so much strange ginger shit in our culture. <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah. My, I don't understand it. My longest relationship besides my wife's was with a ginger. Yeah. Lovely lady. And I'm even calling them gingers. Yeah. It's, it so, it's all so strange. It is. I love a red beard. Yeah. And, and, and instead of, and here's the thing, I, I think a red beard is great, but I don't love a dyed beard. No. Yeah. That's, I don't know about there that. There was one. a time I just saw uh, him today, a, uh, a buddy of mine who now has a kid, uh, but he has, he has a beard and for a while, and he's, he's probably around, he's maybe like a year or two older than me, but my age, that's basically my age, but he has, he had like gray in his beard and he, one <laughs> He just decided to dye it without telling anybody that all of a sudden he was going to have a jet black beard. Uh-huh. And it was like, seeing it was like, what? And like his hair isn't even black. Uh-huh. It looked, abs- it looked it like he took in. Crazy. He'd, he'd taken a, a giant, like tagging thickness Sharpie and just, just dragged it through his beard. Uh-huh. It looked so any, bad. Any, honestly, any beard dye yeah. and, and many hair dyes. Yes. Um, Color your hair a uniform color right. that is not like it would be naturally. I, I like yeah, I agree. my my hair is all different kinds of colors. So mm-hmm. if I if I decided to dye it brown, which is the the dominant color, it would all be a uniform brown that would look crazy. Yes, uh, beard dyes are also like that. So you look like you're dressed in a Halloween costume or some <laughs> sort do? of funky mm-hmm. pirate. Yes, and it doesn't look right. No. What is natural for you is what looks right. Yeah, right. and and what you do is you when you go get a haircut, if you have, you should make sure you have someone who knows how to cut your hair around the shape of your head. You mm-hmm. might have to go to a couple different stylists before you find said person. It took me probably five or six, and now I've had the same woman for Jesus probably seven years. Uh, she uh, has she'll she'll trim my hair, and if I have a beard, she'll trim that up too. Have have a pro trim it up. So you know what it should look like on your face. I, mm-hmm. I don't think the key is is dye. I think the key is styling. I think the key is to get it looking the way you want it to look because that looks cool to me. When so, and you can have a great big bushy long one. Just just you know trim out the the the, the little crazy hairs a mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah. Something shape it up. Yeah, it's yeah. a very good point. I think it's it's. I, I mean, like I I found like if I get my hair if I have a beard and I get my hair cut a little shorter than I usually do on my head. Looks kind of cool, uh-huh. you know. Um, not like the young kids do, where it's like the beard is styled more than their head, and their head is <laughs> With almost all the beard oil. And, and yeah, that, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. you know, it's um, you know, an, uh, the the elegant lumberjack look, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I don't think I just don't. I mean, I think that's that's a that's a cool thing that's unique about about him. It's like a red beard and brown hair. 
Yeah, that's it's r- a good look. It's a good race. Your I th- red I think body it hair. sounds cool. And I think it's one of those things. Like if I get an idea, if I'm drunk for a tattoo, <laughs> and I'm like, man, that'd be the best. And the next day, I'm like, woof. Yeah. Glad I didn't get that tattoo. I think that's where he's at with that beard. Mm-hmm. Not saying he's drunk, but saying like he has this idea, and no one's just pulled him aside and went. Don't. Don't do it. Don't, don't touch it. Don't change a thing. You don't, you don't have to. Here's the thing. Because it's not ugly. I want to... No, it's beautiful. And I want to... Okay, I want to put a face on this negative voice that this guy is hearing inside his head. Yeah. This is the, this is the face I'm going to give it. Do you remember... This is a long time ago. Okay. This is, this is like peak best week ever. This is probably 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, where uh, Paris Hilton and Brandon Davis... Son of whatever oil oh, tycoon. Oh yeah, that guy. We're leaving some club, oh. and she's pretending to be on the phone so that she doesn't have to talk to the paparazzi. His giant sweaty tomato face yes. is like Lindsay Lohan is a fire crotch, right? Do you remember he said yeah, that a thousand like, times? She has like seven million dollars, which means she's poor. I mean, she's poor. <laughs> so that oily, sweaty, coked out face yes. is the voice of the of the 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 voice that it's the voice that is telling you that red hair on anywhere in your body is wrong and it's, it's not yes you nailed it it's a disdainful voice that with no no life experience besides getting everything he ever thinks he fucking wants right in a in a in a heartbeat and i remember when he said that i was like yes yeah, seven million dollars she fucking earned you piece of shit yeah she fucking made it what did you in the, do in the entertainment you know goddamn hard that is yeah she killed it as a child actor and an adult actor uh-huh. had some troubles sure but just Spon- like, yeah, fucking, what did you, you, you get a check every month for having that dad. Uh-huh. And Ugh. you spend it, you visibly spend it on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, you, yes. that is your contribution to the yeah. world is being on cocaine. Yeah, you are, you are, you are sweating oily privilege. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like those, you know, those things that they dab you with when you're on set to like suck up the oh, oil. Suck up the oil. <laughs> if they patted him twice on that, he w- it would be like a wet dog. He'd be 12 pounds. The, the makeup person would just keep sliding off him yes. and be like, I can't. Yeah. I quit. I can't. You're uh, made of cocaine sweat and privilege. <laughs> oh shit. I don't, I don't know where to go with this. I don't know where to go with this. Okay. Okay. Because it's like, it's like a known secret that if you're out, and your face is oily toilet seat covers. Really? Whatever they're made of doesn't lift your makeup, but lifts the oil. Whoa. And so my mind went like toilet, cocaine, toilet seat covers I to see. wipe off his own oil. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know like what to do with that, but this is a concept. Well, Brandon Davis should ever call in. He tell him he needs some toilet wipes. Yeah, just like yeah, while you're in there doing your lines mm-hmm. on the seat, mm-hmm. just like also grab and a couple covers and dab yourself. Interesting. He would walk that. out with three covers on his face, and he forgot about them. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Hey, Brandon, what? What? Yeah, what? Yeah." And just then just like like that thing where you're like you're trying to help him, but he's like, "What? What the fuck do you want? Uh, you're yeah, like, yeah. you know yeah. what? Never mind. Yeah, ne- yeah never mind. I thought the- I I lost my thought. So." You're, you look great. And instead of the toilet paper hanging out of the butt, it's like a toilet. Just cover. off his face. Oh, Just trying to get the oil. Oh. Yeah. Okay, good. I was like, I'm glad we got to use that. There, there, is, there is a magnificent uh, interview with him that some magazine did that I read that I was just like, wow. And it was just full of stuff like, uh, of I know I will do something great someday. Like, um. yep, yeah, I'm sure. Some, someday. Mm. Those Gosh. someday motherfuckers. You yeah, know, you're, yeah, I would look. Your life is w- inherited money and cocaine grandiosity. And hangovers. Best of luck. Yeah. Just every day. Every, every day. day, a buzzsaw like hangover. <laughs> 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 that's that's, it, that's in a um, James Lee Burke novel. Uh, you know, he writes the Robichaux novels, a, a detective set in New Orleans who's, you know, 
a recovering alcoholic, but you know, he'll since it's set in Orleans, people that are just drinking all day long and stuff. And he's trying to help this guy, and he's just like, just like, leave me alone. He's just like, I don't know. You might want to try waking up. Like some people like not waking up like a chainsaw. And I oh, love that line. That's Wait, beautiful. Oh, oh, is that beautiful? <laughs> oh, that no. That is evocative. Oh, that is good. Oh, Waking I like that. Waking up like a chainsaw. Just, <laughs> just your brain just tore in half. All right. I don't have, like, the list to give you, so. The what? The list, like the wrap-up list. Of, oh. Of the numbers. Oh, the yeah. Names. Okay, so, well, Harry. thank you, Dave, for coming to the show. Oh, my is God, there, my pleasure. Is there anything you'd like me. to plug? Ooh, um, yeah, I got the uh, podcast Homophilia on uh, Maxim- <laughs> on Earwolf. I have um, International Waters has just become Troubled Waters. We've relaunched this oh, cool. brand new fun show. It's on Maximum Fun. That was awesome. And by the way, uh, it's uh, a lot of when fun. I did it last time, yeah, very fun with you're the Walking the, Dead boys. Yeah, you know, you're the greatest. They were so fun. Uh, oh, the Friday Forty, you mean? Yeah, Friday that's 40, another thing that's that I do. Another thing. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put one up at uh, Dynasty Typewriter. I don't know when. Okay. I'm Great. on Twitter at Dave Holmes, and Great. I'm not shy about plugging my shit. And check out uh, Dave's uh, uh, series of articles column on Esquire. Yeah, let's call it a column. I love columns. I love all your stuff. Your you American much. Idol recaps. Uh, very funny and uh, very very uh, astute cultural criticism that's, that uh, that you that you've written. That's that, that's great. Um, Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, call in if you have any uh, need for advice. And if you're holding back because you think you're, your thing is too silly, who cares? Just call in. <laughs> it's advice from a dipshit. This is not Dr. Drew. Shout out to Dr. Drew. Uh, but uh, we're, uh, we're, on, we're everywhere now. We're on Spotify. Um, Stitcher, Apple, Stitcher. Apple, yeah. yeah. But, like, we're about to be on Pandora. About to be on Pandora. So mm-hmm. everything, yeah. yeah, everything at advice from a dipshit. Yep. Oh, for socials too. Mm-hmm. Oh, phone number. I need the phone number because we are playing live calls at South by Southwest, everybody. Yes. So that's 323 763 0228. Theme song by Ben Wise. Ben <laughs> Wise. Ooh, you Dave's, know what? Dave's uh, partner in crime. <laughs> he is my partner. He is a blonde with a red mustache. Hey, and that's I what's love up. it. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Ben is a is a is a very handsome man with that that's look. Right. Uh and then and then Matt, you're touring. Your I'm special touring, yeah. is out, and it's doing great. Yeah, uh, uh, finally live at Portland. In Portland, is 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 getting a great response. A lot of people are renting it, and downloading <laughs> it, and stuff. And then, yeah, uh, it will be. It, a lot of people have asked. It will be streaming uh, in the coming months. I don't know when, but very soon. Right now, you can uh, you can rent it. You can download it. You can, but you can listen. If you just want to listen to it, you can listen to it on Spotify. Uh, the number to call for. Uh, oh, uh, I got it. Advice from you said it. Yeah. What the fuck? I, I don't understand what oh you've been God. looking for. Well, I'm, without our little wrap-up list, I'm such a dumb we husband, are... huh? <laughs> Babe, I got it. Yeah. We put the whole tent up. <laughs> really? You got the string? Yeah, yeah. You ran in the yeah. house, got the string. We finished with the fucking tent. Uh, all right. You mentioned it earlier, but Patreon is evolving, yes. which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have uh, kind of after the shit videos, or yep. we. Yeah, those will be exclusive to our Patreon listeners. It's going to be episodes, short episodes, with me and Amanda giving a recap of the episode uh, that uh, is up. And you can only listen to it if if you're on the squad. Uh, so that, that'll be coming squad. your way. And we'll be at uh, South by Southwest uh, yeah. March 11th, 11th at the hideout, uh, 7 o'clock. And we will have an amazing surprise guest on there. So uh, show up, Austin. It's going to yeah. be great. Dave Holmes will be there hanging Dave, with us. Yeah. Yes, yes. We'll be running in the streets with uh, um, 
tall boys of Shinerbach. Is it so. too late to call your squad the Dip Mode Squad? Dip. <gasps> no, 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 it isn't. Nope, it's not. No, it oh isn't. no, it's not. I love oh, it. Great. Oh, that's so good. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Because Matt just made up squad just now. Okay, great. <laughs> oh my sure. god. Sure. Yeah, I was in at the uh, at the ground floor. I love it. Oh, awesome. That's too good. All right. Well, thanks again, for, uh, Dave, for coming on. And uh, everybody, uh, I, I just said this at the, at the end of a, of a comedy show that I, I was the last person on it, and I was, it just hit me as, as a closer. I was, it, I was like, not even a joke. Just life will beat the living fucking shit out of you, so don't do it to yourself. Yes. Thought Ooh. of the day. There we go. Thanks, guys. Hey. Thank you. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Stronger.